So what is up? Can y'all hear us good? Let's get this thing going, man. This is nuts. You guys are going to love this. You guys are going to love it. We're going to 2000 2007 days ago. (laughs) All right. This is a breaking breaking in the news and this is in Utah. So who lives in Utah? This is a Mormon story, man. Oh, are they wearing holy underwear? You know, you can't even buy that shit. I've been trying to buy holy underwear on like eBay and it's just not there. Like it's, you can't buy it. I swear. Try to buy it. Try to buy it. I'm assuming you have to go to the special store. What do you mean? Like you can't just, I'm sure there's like a store for holy undergarments in Utah, I guess. Are you making fun of people from Mormonism? Mm. Their underwear protects them from explosions and car wrecks. Did you know that? That's pretty impressive. We actually need to test it. Maybe I should start wearing underwear. I don't know. Can can we actually test it? Because, I mean. How can you prove that shit? We got to get some and then test it. What's the... So I'm just going to like have you in as target practice in the backyard if you wear it. Yeah. Daniel says, John, if you believe in holy underwear, I got a bridge I can sell you. What? (laughs) (laughs) This isn't going to be like a storytelling, me telling you stories and everyone sit in a circle kind of shit. But this is breaking news in the news right now. And I was super interested in this last night when I was drinking and I was like, whoa, this is crazy. I wonder if anyone's. Wonder if anybody's heard of this. This is going to be kind of different, right? Because everyone probably on live chat knows what it's like to lose a loved one, I would sure. say. And well, that just brought the tone down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Well, luckily, there are some very talented people out there who can channel their own sorrow and grief and spread the message to everyone else in the world. So this is going to be kind of different tonight. You're like, what is going on? I have no idea where the fuck you're going with this. We're actually talking about an author and a new book tonight. I know this is different, okay? This is different, but... I'm really worried about where you're going with this story. What do you mean? I'm trying to s- promote this author and her book. Jeez. Mm-hmm. What's up, Michael? What's up, Michael? Everyone knows what it's like to lose someone, but I wanted to kind of promote a new book tonight. This is by Corey Richens, and the book is called Are You With Me? I usually don't promote things like this. We're not actually getting paid to promote this. Nope, we sure aren't, because I'm not sure where he's going with this. Like, I can't. Do I have to talk about a murder every time? No, Technically, this is true crime, which could be so many things. It could be just robberies. It could be, you know, Ponzi schemes, technically missing persons. I can't just have a like a wholesome story once. Um, I mean, after all, are all the we murder. are we just going to show puppies? Because that's the only wholesome thing that's out there in this world. <laughs> all right. I'm going to send you something right now. Oh, boy. Let me tell you a little bit about this book. It's called Are You With Me? And it is about how to cope with losing a spouse, not only just the spouse's significant other their grief but also the children's grief too i mean that's a hard that's a hard topic i'm gonna go we're gonna we're gonna start me not knowing it the fact that i don't know anything and i'm just gonna go benefit the doubt that is a heavy topic that a lot of people experience and need help coping with the more tools out there to help typically the better although 
I say that again, cautioning what the story's about. Who knows? I don't even understand what you're talking about. So I don't self-promote usually, but this book, Corey Richens, she wrote it a year ago, about a year ago from today. She she lost her husband and they have three kids together. So I wanted to do this story to kind of promote this book, I guess. And the book's called Are You With Me? You see the husband in the background there. Mm-hmm. And then there's one of the, the uh, kids. Okay. I'll talk a little bit about the husband, but before we get started on the, the real episode, I just kind of wanted to shout out this book because it kind of struck a chord with me. And anyway, I'm not going to go through the different segments of the book, but it's how to deal with grief. So if this is any interest to you, you might want to check it out. But she does talk about the the four C's of, of how to deal with grief. Connection, continuity, care. And you know what? Just go ahead and read uh, the four C's. And this will kind of sum up the book. Connection. Keep the person's spirit alive who has passed. Talking about them, sharing memories of them, doing the things they used to do, letting children tell stories of loved ones. Continuity. Try and keep routines and schedules as normal as possible. Sports, school pickups and drop-offs, living situation, friends, etc. Keep their normal daily environment for as long as possible. Care. Affirming their feelings, understanding when they are sad, mad, lonely, and talking about those feelings and letting them know it's okay. Don't try to change their feelings, but let them cope with the stages of grief with plenty of hugs, kisses, and empathy. Cover up. Make sure there is enough poison in your husband's Moscow mule to kill him and then write a children's book about grief. Oh, shit. (laughs) And there it is. Yeah, last month in March, this lady, her name is Corey Richens. She published a book and it's been pretty popular. The book is called Are You With Me? It is about a a woman that lost her husband and how her kids deal with the grief and how to just survive. And this is her right here on Good Things Utah, Utah. It is not good things anymore, <laughs> man. I mean, all right. How crazy is this, right? She just, she is, she was just arrested for murder. How do we know that she poisoned her husband with the Moscow, her husband's Moscow mule? (laughs) I'll tell you. And that's why you had asked me if I wanted a (laughs) Moscow mule earlier today. Okay, a little bit more about the book. She appeared on Good Things Utah one month before she was actually arrested, which is seven days ago she was arrested. Basically, we have here a children's book to aid in coping with grief. So this was published, was it April 23rd, 2023? But there's an editor's note here. It says, Corey Richens appeared on Good Things Utah one month before she was arrested in connection with no her husband's if murder. if it's a parent, a sibling, or a friend talking about loss with kids, can be a tricky subject. Joining us now is author of Are You With Me? Corey Richens to share her three C's to helping kids cope with grief. And Corey, I want to start with your story. What happened in your personal life? So my husband passed away unexpectedly last year. So it's March 4th was a one year anniversary for us. And um, he was 39. It completely took us all by shock. Um, And we have three little boys. 10, 9, and 6, and, um, you know, we kind of, my kids and I kind of wrote this book on the different emotions and grieving processes that we've experienced last year, and, you know, hoping that it can kind of help other kids, you know, um, deal with this and kind of 
you know, find happiness. No one's that audacious to write a children's grief book after killing their husband. So was this like, was she, was she an author previously? I'm curious, like, did she murder her husband because she had an idea that she could write a children's book about grief and like nail it? I mean, she's like an up and coming author, you know, she's, she's 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 already pretty popular. Did she murder him (laughs) because she wanted to write the, a book and get try to get famous from it no or did she murder her husband because she hated it and then the idea for the book came later in the book to capitalize on it just curious so in the book she talks about the father now keep in mind they have three children so she would to cope with the father's death she would tell the kids to always keep him there quote dad is still here it's just in a different way she talks about how the quote nights are the hardest And I just wanted some story to read my kids at night, end quote. So what she did is she's been suffering with this grief of killing her husband. (laughs) I mean, uh, of losing her husband. And then, you know, her kids have been suffering. So she goes on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all these places to try to find a grief book. There is none. So she writes it herself. And then one month, literally one month to the day after it's published, she's arrested. (laughs) I spend about three hours of my life looking for it. I will pay. I will pay someone, even if it's a just a PDF. If you find it, it is nowhere. Really, it is nowhere yet. I know it was published, so people did download it. They're going to have to actually upload it. But as of now, you can't find this book anywhere. I've looked everywhere, man. It is not available. Amazon took it down. Like all the stores took it down. Is gone, you know, because damn, wouldn't you be cool to have that shit on your bookshelf? (laughs) I don't know if we view that in the same way. All right. right, So this is Corey Richens and her husband. Now, her husband is Mormon. Has anyone heard of this? Is she also Mormon? Uh, We'll we'll get to all that. Uh, Okay. Tell me right now in live chat. Has anyone heard this case? This is in the news now. A couple of people said that they had like seen the they saw the name. Sydney says she heard about it. Brandon said that he suggested it. Bullshit. When? You did not suggest this. That's what he said. I'm going to go look. I don't believe it. I mean, I'm, I'm looking. I don't. I mean, no, I do believe you. Believe the best in people. I do you believe know? you. No, you don't believe the best in people. I mean, granted, we you do most of the research, all of the research on a true crime podcast. So like, how can you believe the best in people? But Brandon, he sent you a TikTok. He said, what? I have it. I can't open TikToks. And you didn't send me one, did you? Did he private message you one? Did he DM you? I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> Maybe wrong. you sent Karen Kilograph. Send case request. Yeah. So what do you think so far? Uh, Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's give this lady the benefit of the doubt. Okay. Because perhaps, and she is not actually appearing in court until the 19th of this month. So what, four days from now. Let's give Corey the benefit of the doubt. Let's go back to the night when her husband passed away. Because maybe she is grieving. And maybe she's been set up. Maybe someone's trying to, you know, bring her down. March 4th. 2022. It was 0322, which is what? (laughs) 
322. It was 322 in the morning and the EMS team responded to 282 Willow Court, which let's go there now, actually. So at 322 a.m., a 911 call came in to this residence. Wow, this is a big ass house right here. Look at this thing. They got, look at how many boats they got. Whoa. And look at it. They have a basketball court or tennis court. Look. It's I like a it's, helicopter pad, doesn't it? I bet it's gated. Is this thing gated? Man, I wish I was rich, you know? I don't think true crime podcasting is going to get us rich. You think so? Damn, this shit's not even good. I don't gated. know. We may as well keep going. Find out. Why the hell didn't the Google car go down there? I mean, then he is in Utah. Like, who wants to live there? I mean, that's an, those are huge. That's a that's a McMansion. March 4th, 2022. It is 322 in the morning. EMS responded to 282 Willow Court in Summit County. Unresponsive male. He's on the floor. He's at the foot of the bed. His name is Eric Richens. I showed you a picture, right? Mm-hmm. Of him. The two of them together. You should have picture. This man is unresponsive. He was, quote, cold to the touch when his wife of 10 years called 911. Around 2100 hours, which is a few hours before the wife called, the husband and her were celebrating closing a house for her business. She made Eric, her husband, doting husband, a Moscow mule, and he drank it in bed. And around that time, he went to bed. Don't Mormons not drink alcohol? I mean, you could be a shitty Mormon, you know? Okay, I'm just, but that's right. It's like against their religion. Yeah. I mean, I knew a lot of Muslims that ate bacon. True. Just how like level of devoutness. Okay. Yeah. So that night at nine o'clock, he drinks his Moscow mule and it tastes a little funny, but you know, it is a little strong. The alcohol is a little strong. He doesn't want to insult her cocktail making. Well, yeah. Yeah. And I don't think he drank. I, I don't know if he drank all of it or not, because when you put five times the lethal dose of fentanyl, in someone's Moscow mule, I don't know if you can finish all that before you're dead because <laughs> that shit like kills you quick. Five just a times. Small, how I mean how much? That's just a little bit, right? Five times the amount to kill. How someone. is she getting a hold of fentanyl? Well, she has a drug dealer. All Mormons have drug dealers. It's in the holy book. <laughs> yeah, I'm learning so much about the Mormon faith. So around that time, he he obviously dies. Now, what she said is he goes to sleep around nine o'clock. She goes into the room with her kids. One of her children has been having night terrors. So she sleeps in there with him and then only wakes up at three in the morning and goes back and, oh, my God, he's dead. Now, the police, when they questioned her after this happened a year ago, they knew that she was lying about that. About her going into her kid's room? Yeah, because she said that she left her phone charging by the on her nightstand in the master, right? Mm-hmm. However, I mean, what, what do you, how, how do you think they figured that out with their phone? Um, by if she maybe was checking her phone or doing other things on her phone at that time, like if she sent any messages or yeah. posted something on social media, maybe. So law enforcement, they checked her phone and they found that it was quote locked and unlocked multiple times. And there was also movement recorded on the phone. So she was going back and forth between the husband's room and the kid's room. And the phone tracks all that, like your phone tracks all that shit that new phone you got i mean so does this watch but same thing Mm -hmm. but you can turn it off but it tracks you walk into different rooms you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. 
I got to figure out how to turn that shit off because that is creepy as fuck. Mm -hmm. She had told her family for an entire year, like they just found out that she murdered him. They knew he was dead, but she told everyone that he died of a, quote, brain aneurysm. And she told one friend, quote, young people have those. Well, I mean, of course, if she's trying to get away with murder, of course she didn't tell her friends and family she murdered him. Yeah. All right. Well, give me a motive here. Money. They live in a very wealthy neighborhood. So they have money. She wanted his money. So she didn't make her own money? Maybe not. Yeah. Wolfie said she needed writing material. She needed writing material. Dude, if you can find that book for real, that's crazy. All right. That's crazy. This is from her arrest report. Quote, following an autopsy and pursuant to toxicology findings from the autopsy, it was determined that Eric died from an overdose of fentanyl. Brandon and I were talking about that the other day. Like fentanyl is the new drug to kill people. That's what I think why he you heard this story or something or he to- told you this story. That's what didn't John reply to this saying fentanyl was his favorite murder method? I don't know. So maybe that's maybe that's how you stumbled upon this case. The medical examiner indicated the level of fentanyl in Eric's system was approximately five times the lethal dosage. The medical examiner stated that fentanyl in Eric's system was illicit fentanyl and not medical grade fentanyl. Mm. It is also the opinion of the medical examiner after evaluating Eric's gastric fluid contents that the fentanyl in Eric's body was ingested orally. When Stella had her surgery in the fall, fentanyl was one of the... They gave her fentanyl? Mm-hmm. Those fucking little bastards. They gave him fentanyl? Uh, I think it was like to help either. It was for, yeah, I guess it was for the pain for the surgery when she first had it. I mean, I guess it's a good thing if you don't like, you know, overdose on that. Fuck, I don't know. Seems like everyone... But I did see that on the list of medications and I was like, uh, is there an alternative? Alternative to this? The husband had no prior drug use or anything. And this is from Greg Scordis, the attorney for the deceased husband's family. 39 years old, not any history of substance abuse, alcohol, drugs, have never been charged with a crime, never had a family history of addiction, never, never had even a minor possession of alcohol. He was very healthy and took very good care of himself. So I said he was 39. He was a basketball coach, father of three, soccer coach. Good guy, I guess. I did say he's a big game hunter, but, you know, whatever. Anyway. Not a fan. Yeah, not a fan. I think big game hunters deserve to be killed. I'm just in my opinion, so... I think they should. Um, no sympathy here for me because you can kill an animal, innocent animal. Well, I understand that a lot of people hunt in like areas of overpopulation and no, you know, things like that. But well, I'm not a I'm not a fan of like hunting. Yeah. Rare there's animals. photos of him hunting shit that he's not going to eat. He's going to hang on his fucking wall. Like these rich yeah. people fly to, you know, the freaking Sahara to do this shit. It makes me fucking sick. I think everyone who's a big game hunter deserves to die. Well, yeah, I don't know. Fuck. I'll probably not put that in the podcast. The attorney said, quote, and in fact, he told some family members that if something ever happened to him to check out his wife to make sure that she didn't get away with something, he felt that she was trying to kill him. And in retrospect, he appears to have been right. 
So Eric was independently wealthy. He owned this masonry business that was started in 2009, and I guess it was really successful. He owned it with a partner. It was a CNE stone mason masonry. He owned it with a partner, Cody. And I guess they were really successful. You saw the house they were living in. Gorgeous house. Yeah. So you think the money's motive. Yeah. You think the money's motive. You th- <laughs> more money, more problems. You think the motive is money. What does everyone else say? Is it uh and the house did it for you, right? I mean, that was, I mean, it looked like it had a freaking helicopter pad. Yeah, that is true. What's up, Courtney? What's up, Courtney? Corey started stealing money from her husband in 2016. So they got married in 2013 and she was not well made when they met. In fact, try to take a guess where they met. She was a cashier at one of your favorite places of all time. Are you being sarcastic or serious? And it's kind of a place where doers get things done. Home Depot. (laughs) This is the second. We were just there last night buying a whole bunch of things. Dude, this is the second Home Depot killer. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Because remember the, uh, I can't remember her name, Alyssa Busa Sampe or something? Yeah, he wanted to take her to like a wedding and she didn't. Yeah. Yeah, the quid quid pro pro quo. Well, so he was a. Quid pro quo. This guy that we're talking about was a manager at Home Depot. And now Corey had been a checkout girl at Home Depot when they met. So they met, got married in 2013. Okay. He would go in there because obviously he's a contractor. He's a mason worker. And. And he would go in there all the time. Got it. And actually, there's a interview that one station did about Corey's co-worker, an older lady. She's the one that hooked them up. So kind of... Like, oh, he's cute. He shops here all the time. He's, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. He must be successful. He's a contractor. Yep. I, I don't understand this, man. When you get married. Go on. No. All right. Our anniversary is next week, you know. Now, when you get married, like, how do you steal money from someone? Like, if you're married, I thought you have shared financials. Don't we? Yeah. I don't understand. So, and to I th- mean, I would know if you took money out of the account. Because I check it often. Like, I manage the money, so I would know. The, the reason I'm saying this, guys, in 2016, Eric had came out to his family and said that Corey was having extreme financial troubles. But they've been married for three years. Some people don't don't share accounts so she's information. Like, she's like broke, living in this mansion. And it seemed like he's not giving her any money. Like, she's going through financial, from, from what I've found out so far. Anyway, in 2016. 16, she started stealing. In 2020, they saw that $100,000 came out in those years from his bank accounts, which she didn't have her own bank account, or she did, but his had all the millions of dollars in it, like millions and millions. So she also admitted to him that she put $30,000 of credit on his credit cards. Just two years before, she, using a fraudulent power of attorney, got him to sign off. Well, not him to sign off. She went in there and said, hey, I'm power of attorney of my husband. She got $250,000. Now, this is before the murder. She murdered him. This is before the murder. And all of these financial transactions, the bank calls him or, or whatever to get him reversed. Like He knows about all this. He's seeing all this. And she's even apologizing. I mean, the the power of attorney, the fraudulent power of attorney is crazy, right? I mean, what would you do if I did that? I mean, you'd be like, uh, we need to talk, you know, would you keep living with me? I mean, that is like, um, I mean, I I would assume if there's not a good reason and the reason is to take 
$250,000. Yeah, we're going to have a talk. It's crazy. But anyway, she had promised to pay back the loan. She promised her husband to pay back the loan, everything that she stole. When do you think the due date was? Day she murdered him. Uh, isn't, that, uh, uh, isn't that a kawinky dink? Kawinky <laughs> 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 dink. <laughs> that is a kawinky dink. <laughs> All right, here. All right, we should have saved this episode for our anniversary next week. Why? I'm <laughs> just kind of teasing. I don't know. We need a we need to do a romantic murder, like a Carl Tanzler for our anniversary. Here's a couple weird things. Well, not weird. I guess if your wife is stealing your money behind your back, you would do the same thing. But he had a life insurance policy and a pretty big one. However, his business partner Cody, the other guy in his masonry business, mm-hmm. was the primary. Benefit. Beneficiary. beneficiary of that life insurance policy. So she knows that. And in January 2022, she actually logs into his account and changed it from Cody's name to her name. And then the life insurance company, they immediately get on the phone with Eric. And now he knows that she did that. This is a year before he died. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my God. I mean, the minute you know that that's changed is Crazy. the minute you should just hire a bodyguard because she gonna kill you. Why do you think she needs all this money? Um... Well, you said she was in really bad financial state before. So does she, is she in a shit ton of debt? What does that say? Oh, she's a realtor. Local realtor. Buying or selling. Corey Richens. I guess she wasn't very good at that. <laughs> no, she was not. <laughs> and he's in the masonry business. You would think right. they would be complimentary to Mon- one another. Money is the motive here. But there is a specific reason, if you want to try to guess what that is as we go through this. But it's not just money. It's something else. She had a celebration the day after she murdered her husband. And she was celebrating something. <laughs> I know this woman. What the fuck could she be celebrating? This woman just has. Was it like her kid's birthday or something? Because otherwise, I don't know. This woman has like no shame. (laughs) How did it take a year for her to get arrested? I think what happened is they're just trying to build an ironclad case against her. I think so. I think they were trying to build a case. They were probably going to arrest her maybe a couple months, a year, whatever. Just let her do her thing. See how far she goes with this whole book thing. And well, so she just released this book, so she's all over the news self promoting this book about Uh. (laughs) about living with the grief of your dead husband that she killed a year ago. And I bet the police were just like, "Oh, what the you are you?" They were just like, "Keep." going keep it going we're gonna put you away for life i mean who the fuck does this man lauren's guess was she engaged to somebody else no there is yes there is rumor and i haven't validated it yet this is a breaking news case but i've seen it everywhere that there's an affair she was having maybe even he was having i couldn't find a name yet or anything else we do know that those text messages we don't know who they are to we know they are to the initial c dot L. So I don't know who that is. All right. Check this out. Because this is, man, this is kind of what your mom did to me. They get married in 2013. Oh, such a beautiful wedding. He's rich. She is just living the fairy tale. And this is Cinderella. She was poor, not poor. But she was not making hardly anything, driving a beater, working at Home Depot where doers get things done, which is the perfect motto for this case. Because. <laughs> She's working at Home Depot as the bag girl. And the friend that I was listening to an interview with, 
she said that Corey was a type of person who she was content being a bad girl. She didn't think she could handle re- the responsibility of going up the chain, being a manager, stuff like that. You know, if that does anything. Mm. But now she meets this man. They get married, this beautiful wedding. They travel everywhere. There's photos of them all happy, smiling. But on that beautiful wedding day, Eric's mother comes up to her new daughter-in-law, says, congratulations. Oh, it's such a beautiful wedding. You're going to be so happy. Happy with my son. Can you just sign this prenup here? <laughs> this prenup that she signed stated that all of the assets in her son's marriage to Corey would stay separated. However, there's a caveat. Unless he died. Unless he died before her and they were still married. Now, here's a little kick in the cunt because she didn't know this. She only found this out oh, last week. She who? The killer. Cor- killer. Yeah. yeah, Corey. She just found this shit out. And she's probably more pissed about this than getting caught. She didn't know but because, all right, all she's got to do is get rid of this dude. And if they're still married, she gets, and, and I'm talking about a substantial amount of wealth. Right. Like the holdings were four million around. You know, that's how much he's worth for three or four million. Mm-hmm. All right. So but she didn't know until recently that he actually transferred all of his assets, everything that he owned to his sister in a trust account. So now it won't automatically go to Corey because her sister-in-law is the beneficiary of everything. So basically, Eric was worth nothing. He was so scared that she was going to kill him and that she has poisoned him at least five times before. Even once on what? Va- even once on Valentine's Day. And then he told his friends and, and his whole family that she's poisoning him. Oh anyway, my God. I know. Right. I mean, how what the fuck? I mean, this guy should still be alive. I mean, I don't know, man. Like you, you poison someone once. And I mean, that's it. You poison me. Uh, fuck. Yeah. I ain't ever eating your shit anymore. I mean, and she poisoned this dude over and over and over. That's called love. That's called being in love. Right? It's called being married. That's something. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So she didn't know that he had already transferred all this, his assets to her sister. He also, like I said, made his business partner the life insurance holder. From ABC4, quote, when Eric passed away, Corey set forth a claim totaling $3,641,549.28 of Eric's money. According to the claim, Corey, Corey's premarital agreement guaranteed her a $2 million ownership interest in Eric Stonemasonry Company. She claimed the additional $1.4 million for their family home, mortgage payments, construction costs, and personal property. So he dies. She celebrates. She goes and tries to pull out this money. But then the sister gets a call. Her sister-in-law, Katie Richens, the sister, Eric's sister, gets a call. So she files a petition to disqualify Corey because she committed a, quote, disqualifying homicide of her brother, Eric thereby forfeiting all benefits under the estate, revoking any disposition or appointment of property and any instrument signed by Eric, serving any rights as joint tenants. Basically, she's saying that she killed her brother right there. It says disqualifying homicide. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Nuts, right? The drug dealer. She had bought fentanyl from this guy who's unnamed now, but he's been arrested for multiple drug-related felonies. 
she initially bought fentanyl, quote, for an investor who had back injury. According to Corey's arrest warrant, after buying fentanyl the first time, she went back to the dealer. Two weeks later, she goes back to the dealer and she asked for stronger ones. But the exact word she used, because you remember she poisoned them the first time mm-hmm. with fentanyl, it didn't work. She wanted, quote, some of the Michael Jackson stuff, end quote. <laughs> Oh, my God. Is this not the craziest shit ever? (laughs) What in the world? So she placed two orders with him, $900 each of fentanyl. Jesus. I know, man. This is like a fucking train, a train wreck happening in real time. Eric Richens, and this is from her arrest report, told a friend that he thought Corey was trying to poison him after he got sick following a February 14th, 2022 Valentine's Day dinner at their home. The warrant also says, quote, according to a sister, Eric and his wife went to Greece a few years ago. And after his wife gave him a drink, he became violently ill and called his sister saying he believed his wife had tried to kill him. Isn't this, isn't this just nuts, dude? Yeah. I'm really bummed that he wasn't able to get out of the marriage or find a way out. Oh, he could have got out. He's rich. He could have just fucking left, took the kids I, and it, left. It, it's, and we'll never know why he didn't or if he was kind of trying to. Maybe he was getting his ducks in a row to try to leave her. I don't he, know. He was, apparently, from what I was reading, he had been throwing up the divorce thing in the mix. But yeah, he's trying to get all the financials because the, no, I don't think even Utah is going to just let him take all the money you know all of his money and just leave her for broke i mean she's got three kids with him well if there's a prenup it's possible i don't know fuck maybe i mean i don't know maybe he was trying to build a case of attempted murder so that he she he wouldn't have to pay anything you yeah, know i wouldn't all right and um all right this is the real reason the real reason why she murdered her husband eric all right let's go back to when he died this was when march 4th, March 4th, 2022. The couple had been arguing over a new property. Apparently their their house wasn't good enough for them. They have a effing basketball court. Mm-hmm. They wanted to build a grand home. And in fact, what they were going to do is buy a home that was halfway already built. And Eric, now we know what he's worth, $3.6 million, said, no, I'm, I can't spend $3 million on a new home. It's everything you have. Exactly. But she was adamant that they get this house right here. Look at this fucking thing. It's a castle. I know, right? I mean, what do you do with all that that room? So you see that other house back there? That's the guest house back there. The guest house alone is 3,000 square feet. What? Isn't this nuts? Yeah, that house back there. Someone on this YouTube comment. Oh, man. I wish I got this first. But she said she killed her husband over this. The layout is horrible. I mean, look at that's this just shit, man. Monstrous. I know, right? I mean, it's got, look, there's a locker room uh, that goes into a basketball court. Let me show you the basketball court. I mean, so she wanted this bad. And then he was the final decision maker. And she, he said no. And she said yes. I mean, what? I, that's just, I. And what's, and, oh, that separate house is the guest house? Yeah, that's the wow. guest house, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> that kind of makes you like a little sick, doesn't it? Yeah, it makes you really fucking sick. I mean, the guest house <laughs> is twice the size as our house. <laughs> How fucking like, stupid. what the fuck? 
So apparently this house, and, and this is kind of, you won't find this anywhere. I saw this on a Facebook comment. So Maybe three times the size. Apparently, the apparently this house was owned by some M- MLM company that went bankrupt. Lula Row. Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I don't think that's related, but they wow. defaulted on it. And then, you know, she she wanted it. I mean, I, I will mean, say who the fuck's going to need this? Three million is probably a steal for that. How huge that is. That's probably a 12 million dollar house. I mean, I don't know, man. It's in the Utah. Well, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just, I mean, there's no beach, you know? There's like nothing, man. The grass isn't even green. Look at the grass. How many acres does this sit on? I don't know. I think it was 12. It's a lot of, yeah, I would, that's, I'd say that's a... Oh, right, well, you go and move to damn Utah. I, I will care. not, yeah. but I'm just saying. Yeah. And also, I would never want something like that. That's... The house is $3.7 million. That's what they had to pay for it. That's all of his net worth. That is literally everything. Stupid. Why would you? That's a horrible financial decision. That's why he said no. Right. And and they were just arguing, arguing. That is why he makes the money and manages the money. You know what I mean? To save them from somebody who would spend it all on one property and be house poor. You wouldn't be able to make your monthly payments on that. You know, like yeah, even no. if you pay for the full house and property in cash, the maintenance of a, a property like that is probably $15,000 a month just on the electricity, the heating, the cooling, the, you know, that stuff. So even if you can pay for the house in cash, you're paying 15000 a month, probably just on all the other stuff. Last thing here at New York Post is the headline, Corey Richens threw massive party day after allegedly killing husband. So what do you think the party was for? It wouldn't be because she just closed on that house, would it? She closed on that house the day after she killed her husband and then threw a party and even invited the husband's family because the the sister, you know, who had all the uh, was the beneficiary. I mean, weren't, wasn't the family like, what the fuck? Wouldn't they yeah. know immediately? Yeah, they, they have been. They've been. Trying to get law enforcement to do, you know, to go with this. And then her all of her shameless self-promotion with this book. I mean, it was driving them nuts. But she invited the sister-in-law to this party. Your brother just died 12 hours ago. And now she's throwing this party because she decided to close on the house by herself. I mean, it's just like... When she actually had no access to the funds. Quote, where she was drinking and celebrating. She actually assaults. Honestly, she's a fucking idiot. She is. I know, right? She <laughs> she assaults her sister-in-law at that party. <laughs> what? I know, right? I mean, can you even make this shit up? I feel like this was like a joke. <laughs> like The Onion did this story. Right. Holy <laughs> shit. Jesus Christ. I want to punch her in the face. She's, she, I mean, how do you screw up so much shit? You know what I'm saying? Dude, she deserves to never see light a day again. Well, I, so I saw that the state of Utah just approved the, the, uh, what do you call it? The firing range death penalty. Oh, I'm surprised that they have the death penalty legal there. Okay. Yeah. So that's what, I mean, I saw that someone posted that on Facebook. So well, there you go. Anyway, you know, but anyway, if you can find this book, get it. Like even if you have to buy it on eBay or whatever, that's wild. This is her best selling book well, called, are you with me? Now does this cover really creep you out? Look, the husband's up there in heaven <laughs> What the fuck? with an angel halo. <laughs> Holy shit. The audacity of this fucking woman. <laughs> Cannot believe it. <laughs> Someone had mentioned earlier that you uh you usually have an affinity for the lady killers. What's your sympathy level on this gal? 
I um, I don't know, man. Because, I mean, so I have an affinity for like Shayna Hubers. She was, from my opinion and my research, the guy was cheating on her and kind of hitting her, maybe not hitting her, but pushing her around. And she just snapped. Like those are the, the women that I want out. But with this woman, I don't know. I honestly, I'd probably give her 15 years, 20. <laughs> What? <laughs> See, you're a softy. You are such a softy when it comes I to know, that. You can't put her in prison. Lock forever, her up. Man. Throw away the key. Yes, you can. I don't know. As- she, it's attempt like four counts of attempted murder, murder, embezzlement, fraud, multiple counts of fraud. Technically, because she did the fake power of attorney, the wire, like any sort of stealing from her husband initially. Yeah, but hold on, hold on. If that was in 2016, there is a uh, statute of limitations. Oh, it is for the fraudulent stuff. You know, I'm right. On, I don't know what the statute of limitations. Seven years. I'm pretty sure. Right. I don't think so. <laughs> I do not think it's seven years. And there uh, were you could she would have multiple counts of fraud, like any her most recent use of doing something, changing the beneficiary. That's fraud doing like there would be multiple counts that he that the state could and can charge her with beyond just murder. So I hope that they do, because I'm sorry. Bye, bitch. <laughs> Bye, bitch. I need a title for this one. I want to put it out tomorrow to get ahead of the game, you know, before Morbid puts it out. Uh, I'm, I've been thinking all day, like Mormon something. Um, I don't know, man. Someone come up with one. I don't know if it has to be Mormon. Yeah, that's another thing, Sydney. The kids are now. Yeah, I mean, think about their life. Dude, think of just think about this real quick. This is the last thing I'm going to say. She used her kids, her that came out of her body. She wrote a book because they were grieving for a year. And, and she still are. And in the interviews, if you watch the interviews, she talks about, oh, how, how the nights are the worst, you know, and. She just tells her kids, daddy's here. He's just in another form. You know, he's always here with us. This is how you grieve. The three C's. What was it? Control or some shit? What was the three C's? <laughs> the fourth one should be kind. kind. <laughs> I like to cover up. That was good. You, there was surprisingly a lot on that for yeah. being in the news now. So it's just a crazy freaking story. John, why is she saying my name like that? Maybe she has a suggestion for you. Hang on. The book of moron. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. That's really good. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh. oh my God. Dude, I don't know if anyone can beat that. That is so oh, good. That's good. That's, that's, really that's good. good. Holy shit. Good job, Shran. That was good. That's the one to beat so far, y'all. I, yeah, y'all might as well just pack it in. <laughs> yeah, even Brandon goes, actually, that wins. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, I'll, I'll message you later and see what you want. I got a bunch of cool stuff in. We got to get in on the prizes, too. I got to post them on a website or something. I got a bunch of cool stuff in. I have some autograph uh, pictures coming in from... Um, we got to do some pictures when everything comes in so people know what prizes yeah. they can pick from. Yeah, but I have a, um, I bought on um, this, this autograph uh, website that uh, I, I guess they contact these authors and buy a bunch of, or get them to sign a bunch of p- pictures. But this guy named Joe, Joe Kenda, he's like a homicide detective and an author, I think. So I got like 10 of them coming in. Cool. Anyway, thank you so much. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And that's it. So until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people. Bye, bitch. (laughs) Bye, bitch.